Want to get Dolls of Horror episodes a week in advance? Go to patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror for more information. I am an instrument of perfection and hygiene. The enemy of decay and corruption. A dentist. And I have a lot of work to do. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> we all know that going to the dentist is never an experience anyone looks forward to. So imagine spending over six years of your life training to help others only to learn that nobody wants to come see you. That's a tough pill for anyone to swallow. So it's understandable when a seasoned veteran in that line of work could eventually go insane over that. Now granted, the dentist in this movie went insane because he caught his wife cheating on him, but let's not get too bogged down in details. Just make sure that you brushed and flossed properly, as tonight, the dolls cover 1994's The Dentist. And now, The Dolls of Horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And tonight, I am so excited for this movie. We've been talking about doing this movie for almost a year now, pre-Jamie. So this is very, very exciting for us. We are going to be talking about 1996's The Dentist. Ooh, dentists I, are my least favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I know Jamie has a thing with dentists. Like, she's terrified. <laughs> so, how was this experience for you? Uh, well, I've seen the dentist before um, because, you know, I'm twisted and I'm like, I'm terrified of dentists. I should watch this scary movie about a dentist. Um, but there are moments that are just like, I just wrote, oh, my God, oh, my God, I don't like it. I don't like it over and over again on my notes. <laughs> the sounds, the sounds. We'll get into this, but the yeah. sounds, the grinding of teeth, uh-huh. the the drill sounds. Yeah, they it's yeah, they did it. <laughs> And also, have you seen part two before as well? I actually have not seen part okay. two before. See, I we're going to be doing part two after part one because it is almost a direct continuation. It's like there's maybe a year or two gap between the storyline. Mm-hmm. And it's very like... The stepfather and the stepfather part two, where he's in okay. like an asylum and then he escapes. That's kind of how how gotcha. it happens. So, yeah, it's very reminiscent of that kind of um, storytelling. So, it made sense to me to do part one and part two back to back. That makes sense. Yeah. So, if you guys have not seen The Dentist from 1996 what's wrong with you first of Mm -hmm. all it's such a great gem (laughs) it is but if you haven't the synopsis is an extremely successful dentist goes berserk after he catches his wife (laughs) cheating on him the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah that pretty much sums it up (laughs) it stars corbin bernson molly hagan jan hogue virginia keen mark ruffalo ken foray and so many great, great, great people. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. So many great people. Baby Mark Ruffalo. Baby Ruffalo. Baby Ruffalo, right? I love the baby Ruffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Written by Stuart Gordon. Actually, this movie was written by several different people, but this is the one that was credited. And directed by Brian Ugunza, who also directed Society, mm-hmm. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 4, yes. Beyond, yeah, Beyond Reanimator, and he wrote Silent Night, Deadly Nights, Part 4 and 5, and also wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I mean, that is like the best resume ever. <laughs> so versatile, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so when was the first time you have seen The Dentist? Oh, it was probably quite a while ago. I think mm-hmm. I probably saw this when I was like 18 or 19, mm-hmm. something like that. It's one of those where, um, again, terrified of dentists, so I had to see it. Good girl. <laughs> Just tackling those fears, huh? Yes. Um, it's that immersion immersion therapy or whatever, <laughs> you know, where it's like, yeah, I'm 100% ready to go to the dentist now after seeing that. <laughs> Not? No. It doesn't work. <laughs> Not for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when the first time I saw this was. I think I saw it years and years and years ago on like USA or TNT or something like that yeah. when I was a teen. But I don't think I was actually paying too much attention to it. I think I was just watching it because it was horror and it was on. Mm-hmm. And I love Corbin Burnson. So oh, there yeah. was that too. So that was enough to, to pull me in. I also love Molly Hagan. So that yes. was enough to pull me in too because I'm a big fan, big fan of hers from the 80s. I was going to say, I'm so not surprised by this. I had a feeling <laughs> you were a fan. <laughs> Some kind of wonderful is yes. my jam. Let Aww. me just say. <laughs> when I met one of the other people from Some Kind of Wonderful, he used to frequent my um, my restaurant. Um, he played Duncan. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he would come in and the first time I met him, I said, I just want to say that I really love you on Some Kind of Wonderful. He says, but you're so young. And I said, oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and we became fast friends after that. Oh, seriously! After that, he would always like seek me out to say hello, and even if I wasn't a server, he would come out and say hello, and we'd have chit chat, and it was great. Nice. This is when he was here filming Chicago PD for like four or five years. Wow! How yeah. cool! Yeah, just one of the most wonderful people, gentle person. I mean, really, really great person. So that was really, really fun and really grateful to everybody and everything that that he has. So that was great. That's nice. No ego at all from Elias. So that was amazing. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I love Molly Hagen from some kind of wonderful. So, so very much. She's so beautiful, too. Oh, that hair. First of all, I know, you know, you know, I, you know, I know. Now, I know. She doesn't have the curls anymore, but no. I'm, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have also Virginia Keene mm-hmm. from Ticks. I mean, I love Virginia. I've loved Virginia for forever in a day. But we'll talk more about yeah. all these wonderful people when we cover our cast. Let's start off, as we always do, with our favorite kill. Fatality. All right. I'll let you go first. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, so I think my favorite kill 
Okay, so I have to say, I'm assuming that she's not going to survive, but his wife, um, we don't actually see her, like, perish. We don't actually see it. But come on, after that, like, I don't think she's going to make it very long. Anyway, but I love seeing her get all of those teeth pulled out. Oh, it was awful. It's and so great. horrible. It made my whole, like, body, like, tense up uh-huh. and, like, my heart started pounding because yeah. that's just a nightmare and like her face afterwards uh-huh. looked so gnarly and I loved it so gnarly and yeah. I will um, do you want me to spoil something for you or no spoil it she not dead yeah I see I was like she I, I know she's not <laughs> technically dead but come on she has she to comes, be but she comes back for part two alright so, so she not, not an actual kill but that's okay because it was a great torture scene I will accept it because it was right. almost my favorite until I realized that she wasn't dead. Exactly. So, I was like, I don't know if this counts, but yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there anyway. Because of all the reasons you said. But there are other movies where we don't see somebody actually perish. Like we just talked about in Texas Chainsaw. The girl yep. that gets put, gets put in the freezer. I told you she likes to fancy herself as a final girl because you don't actually see her die. Oh, she dead, though. She dead. She's so dead. <laughs> but you don't ever see it. So how can you tell, right? It's true. It's true. We'll give her that. Um, okay, so then I guess the my favorite kill, then, is our <laughs> is our pool boy. Um, I, <laughs> I like both the fantasy kill that the dentist, dentist has of him, but then his actual kill because, you know, he gets, like, a good slash, and then he gets good, another good, like, slash, slash. <laughs> and I think in the middle of the slashes, the dentist says, like, I'm a doctor. And anytime anybody says I'm a doctor in a horror movie, I'm like there for it. How very, how very Dr. Giggles, huh? Yeah, I know. (laughs) How many times did he say that? Right? (laughs) All right. So my favorite kill. Oh. Do we ever actually see Goldblum die? Oh, I'm trying to remember because there's some people we don't – I don't think we'd see him. I don't think we see him die, but I really loved everything that was involved in his torture. Me too. So I'm saying Goldblum is my favorite torture, but I'm not sure if he's dead or not because, I mean, Brooke made it, so who knows. Um, He could make it. I mean, things didn't look good for him, but he was was up and moving at one point. Yes, he was, and he got rescued. Well, did he get rescued? Did he get rescued in time? I think the dentist was focused on Virginia's character when he was up and about. He d- he was. So, yeah. So, he may have made it. So, he's my favorite torture for sure. We'll allow it. Mm-hmm. But my favorite kill, I'm going to go with Jessica, our girl Molly, okay? Strangled with the pantyhose because it's so simple and so beautiful. It is. And she fought good. She did fight good. And it's so graceful. And it was almost like a ballet of horror (laughs) and i also love when um virginia is hiding in the closet and she falls out on her Mm -hmm. again beautiful corpse beautiful corpse absolutely gorgeous (laughs) yes and i mean just like we said when we were talking about killer party about one of the characters also another curly-headed girl yeah i'm like she makes a very pretty corpse yes (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going with Jessica as my favorite official kill because it's just beautiful. It, it you know, and it goes to show you that you don't really need the gore to have a good kill, too. It's true. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so Goldblum favorite torture, Jessica favorite kill, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I've been wanting to talk about this since we decided to, to do this movie. It is time for our fashion moment. Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. So what do you think I'm going to pick for the fashion moment? Because oh. I have two. Oh, boy. Let's um. Okay. Ooh, I should have written down what I thought you were going to pick. Um. I hmm, Maybe Virginia's really cute, very 90s outfit. Yes, the first one. Yes, the first one. Not, not her miniskirt, which, which, which no. was also very cute, but I don't have the body for that. I know I'm talking the first look uh -huh. um oh my god I can't even like I'm trying to like describe it now I just remember writing down like super 90s well, super let me adorable help you out there it was a, it was like a, pants and jeans anyway yes really really baggy jeans um with flowers daisies yes with daisies there are daisies down the side of the jean just like a string of daisies and then like an applique and then also she had a daisy belt which I think I had, by the way. Cute. I'm, I'm, it wasn't the exact belt, of course, but I had a belt that was a different color with daisies on it. Uh, I say revive yeah. this look. Revive this look for Virginia. I've always had a thing for daisies. Like in the 90s when all those dresses were like down to your feet, they were like short sleeve dresses, buttons all the way down to your feet mm -hmm. too. <laughs> So you could leave it like half unbuttoned or whatever. I had a really cool daisy one that I loved. I had a daisy bathing suit, which I loved. Aww. So I had a thing for like daisies and sunflowers. I love sunflowers. Right. Cute. On my 90s clothes. Yep. So whenever I see something with a sunflower or a daisy on it, I have to get it. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I do have an honorable, honorable mention, though. And that would be... April Rain's shoes because they look exactly like my ballroom shoes. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And I would, they, I mean, honestly, ballroom shoes are the most comfortable heels I've ever owned. I wore them to my wedding because, oh, nice. you know, those wedding shoes, not, not going to happen. I can stand up all day in ballroom dance shoes. So, yeah, if they were, that actress was very comfortable. <laughs> yes, which is important. Mm -hmm. What about your fashion moment? Well, I have to give an honorable mention to that amazing white robe. That <laughs> the white is in. You knew it. Um, but it's got like this great like collar on it, like a big like collar on it. And although it's not a pink robe, there was a moment, there was a scene where she's in the white robe and he has a pink shirt in his hands. Mm -hmm. So I give that an honorable mention <laughs> as a pink robe of horror. Because it worked out I'll, really well. I will accept it. But my favorite, um, okay, and then I also really, really, really love um, our dentist's, um, he has like these kind of black and white like loafers and you mm -hmm. get like a couple of close up shots of them. Mm -hmm. Really, really love his shoes. But I think overall, like I just love Miss Rain's whole like very mm -hmm. Marilyn kind of mm -hmm. look for the dentist. Like mm -hmm. it was cute. It was like a little crop top and a black skirt, mm -hmm. the shoes, the nylons. Really, really cute. She got dolled up for the dentist. Well, they also said she had an appointment after that, too. That's true. That's Which true. Is, Baby Ruffalo was like, we got an appointment <laughs> to go to. Honestly, that's not very wise planning because after the dentist, I'm not doing nothing. Oh, hell no. I'm going <laughs> to cry. I'm going to cry in the car. Like, that's what I'm doing after the dentist. 
<laughs> it's true. I mean, normally I've, I've had so many procedures done on my mouth that after the dentist, I'm in so much pain, there is no work afterwards. Oh, no. Oh. I've already been crying, too. Like, I, <laughs> I cried during an x-ray when I got... <laughs> Girl. I was in there, and then I was trying really hard to keep it together, and the lady's like, oh, are you okay? And I said, I've been reading Dentistry.com, or DentistryFear.com, and it said I should be honest, and I'm very afraid right now. You're nice, but I'm very terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and they said good job honey you're doing good and i was probably like 26 <laughs> you know what though the dentist is a very real fear for a lot of people it's a very common thing pain so, pain it's just right, pain right oh yeah yep i finally gotten over that with my for the most part because like well it just has to be done after this ordeal i went through with my braces and then the root canal and yeah i'm i'm i've had a lot of bad things at the dentist but the Same. dentist has always been nice and it wasn't his fault that i had problems yeah so, i had so a what, dentist what can you do blood sugar i had a dentist blood sugar drop when he was like in my mouth and that what? was scary yeah the mouth widener was in there, and then they're like, doctor, are you okay? Are, are you all right? Do you need to sit down? And he's like, oh, my blood sugar. And I'm just like there with the mouth thing, like, and I'm, oh, God, please, please take the scalpel thing out of my mouth first. <laughs> so he had to excuse himself, and I just had to lay there with my mouth, like, open. Ouch. Little, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Now, anyway. let me ask you that the x-ray you were so afraid of. Was it one of those really painful ones where you have to stick that card really far back in your jawline and it really hurts? Nope, nope. not at all. Nope. Okay. It's, just where, it's just where they have the big round thing like around your head. It doesn't hurt at all. Girl. <laughs> no. Not at, all. not at all. It doesn't hurt at yeah. all. They, they don't okay. even. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You lost your cool points. <laughs> I, yeah. No, but when they stick that card back there, it really hurts. Well, that does hurt. That does hurt. This did not well, hurt at all. No. So I'm like, if you are crying for that, it's okay. No, no, no. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. But, but the last time I didn't, uh, last time I had to go to the dentist, I did not cry at all. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> there is that. So, you know, not until I left. So. <laughs> I kept it together in front of the dentist. Um, so, you know, oh, she, was, she, she was none the wiser. So I just, I waited till I got to the car. Oh, oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, you yeah. know, it's okay. We all have our fears. Yes, we do. Yes. Um, okay. But this movie had so much fashion. I just, I loved it. I was for it. It was oh, great. Yeah. Totally into it. Mm -mm -mm. So good. But let's move along to our hair moment. This doesn't concern you, LaFleur. Not nearly as much as your hair does, that's for sure. So this movie also had really good hair, and I know mm. you know what I'm going to pick. I know. <laughs> you know? I mean... I already know. It has to be Jessica. I know. It has to be, because those curls, enough said, right? Oh, Yeah. She has the curls that I dream of and always has. They're beautiful. But honorable mention to April Rain because her little like updo is super cute. 
she's my my favorite hair moment but um i will have to say there's a lot of hair moments i love like brooke the wife i love her mm. cute little blonde like bob kind of she has bangs it's cute mm -hmm. and Virginia's I, love brooke, I love brooke when when she shows up at the office ready to go out to the opera uh, it was it always had like a nice little twist going on it was really great if i was able to wear my hair stylish and up like that i totally would sport that it was very cute. I love Virginia's very 90s kind of bob, too. Just, like, right down the middle part and super, mm -hmm. super cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. How about we talk about some acting, hmm? Yeah. Yeah. So um, our star, of course, a veteran actor, Corbin Burnson. I mean, what is there to say about this guy? over 250 roles in his acting yeah. catalog. Some of the horror stuff includes Masters of Horror from season two. That's the Rob Schmidt episode. Mm -hmm. um, we also have what Tales from the Hood. A lot of other people remember him from Major League and L.A. Law. Um, you know, I always remembered him from this one episode of Touched by an Angel where he played a magician. Oh, <laughs> he called himself the angel of death. He oh my god, he fancied himself like a Houdini type, mm -hmm. and of course, he was troubled by a, a secret of his past. And mm. I'm going off of memory, I haven't seen this episode for about 20 years, so if I have any of those details wrong, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I really liked this episode, and it was just so good, and yeah, and he's. He's just such a great, great actor, and him in the role of Dr. Alan Feinstone is great. Oh, perfect. Like, I could not imagine somebody else in that role. Like, mm -hmm. I just see his face, like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just plays it so well. He gives good crazy. Oh, he does. But he has such a nice, unassuming face, too. Like, he has a friendly face. He does. So it's it's so interesting also the character has his staff, half of his staff, like completely smitten, and the other half like something not right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like There's Jess a big divide there. Yeah. yeah. Like Jessica is always weary, right? Mm-hmm. But I think Karen was knew something was wrong, but she was trying to keep up the front. And then the other one, Candy. Candy yeah. was just, he's just the greatest ever, always. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> Jess Jessica was smart. She knew something was up. Oh, she knew. No, Candy was just like, go ahead, sweet teenage girl. Go into the crazy dentist. It's fine. Yes. And I have never been to a dentist where they send me down the hallway on my own. Like, they always escort you in, put you in the chair so you're not going to run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's for you, Jamie. Yeah, they put the, little they put the tray down. Yeah, yep. they put the tray down so you really can't escape or it'll make a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah. They put the bib on you, and then you have to wait another 30 or 40 or an hour for more minutes for the dentist yep. <laughs> to get there. But no, they take you there. So who says just go on back? I've never had that happen before. Never. And that would be a whole new layer of terror for the experience <laughs> for me. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, all right, you're on your own. Go ahead. Good luck. Yes. We'll, we'll see you on the other side. Right. right. Or not. 
I mean, We're not. Jesus. Okay, so Corbin's great. He's so good in this role. He's good in every role, honestly, but I loved him because he looks like a friendly guy and he's just, he's not a good guy. He's crazy. No, he's he cray cray. He berserk. Mm. Berserk. Mrs. Finestone, Mrs. Brooke Finestone, she play, was played by Linda Hoffman. And, you know, I don't know much about this one. Okay. I remember her from Face Off. Same. Of course, The Dentist Part 2 as well. Clifford, which was a fun Martin Short movie. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, it's cute. Of course, Martin Short, because he's so small. He's playing yes. a child. Oh. I don't even know if you were born when this movie came out. <laughs> but my grandma rented it, and we watched it one weekend, and it was great. It was so good. Aw. And also, but her last role was... The Big Day in 1999. So very shortly after The Dentist Part 2, she retired, I hope. I mean, I don't know. Nothing. It doesn't say that she's passed away, but it doesn't say anything at all. So. Wow. It's a, we have to find out what she's up to or what she's been doing. Yeah. What happened she's, to Linda Hoffman? I want to yeah. know. She's beautiful. Like, I love her oh, face. Yeah. Like, she's so gorgeous. And then I, so I looked gorgeous. at her credits, and she really, yeah, she really hasn't been in all that much. Mm -hmm. But what she's in is great. Oh, yeah. She's wonderful in all of these things. So I wish that I could see her more. And I wish that I could see her more recently, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Matt. It's played by Michael. I can't read my writing, guys. Wow. Stud Studvik? Huh. Dadvik. Whatever I tried to write, I'm not sure. Anyway. Ah, close enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him from both. Sometimes they come back again, and sometimes they come back for more. Mm hmm. But that's about it. What about you? Yeah, no, um, I'm not too familiar with him. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving right along, Ken Foray. I mean, <laughs> what do we even need to say? The man's great. The I man was, is great. It's so nice to see him in a movie. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's it, awesome. It's so nice to see him in a movie that's not Rob Zombie. Yeah, I know. He's definitely part of the Rob Zombie family. He's part of the Rob Zombie family, and he's great in all of those movies. I'm not saying that because he is a regular. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, so many other great movies, including the horror movies, Dawn of the Dead. Ugh, um, love Texas, that movie. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 3, which you just mm -hmm. talked about kind of a little bit. And I know I've mentioned this one before. It's called Sleep Stalker about the Sandman. You did mention this one before. Mm -hmm. He's in that as well. I think he's also played a detective in that one as well, if I recall. But, no, I mean, he's great. And I met him at a, my very first con in 2017. Aww. And just a really nice person as well. So I hope I get the opportunity to take Henry to a convention that he's at. Because I know Henry would enjoy that experience, too. Aww. He's such a cool guy. And it makes... Mm -hmm. I'm, I have, I've never met him, but it makes me glad to hear he's nice. Because, like, I just assume he's nice. He seems like a nice person. Yeah. He's so kind. He's a gentle giant. He's so Aww. good. And, um... Okay, next, of course. 
Molly Hagen or Hagen. I'm not sure if I've been saying this wrong my entire life or not. Uh, forgive me if I was. Plays Jessica. And we already talked about how much I love this woman, but she's done 150 screen credits, including one of my favorite 80s movies, as I said, Some Kind of Wonderful. She also was in Sometimes They Come Back Again, mm -hmm. playing an officer. Um, early Edition, Diagnosis Aww. Murder, Providence Becker, the Air Bud series. Um, recently, very, very recently, 2021 recently, they remade walker texas ranger what i didn't know yeah. that yeah oh. it just started airing a couple of months ago and she is in that as a regular so good for you molly because i mean listeners know i really liked that show growing up and i went on a walker binge in the beginning of quarantine i'm yep i'm so not surprised i think we've probably been over this yes <laughs> that really went, sounds like something you would have done <laughs> i went through an entire cbs binge in the uh -huh. beginning of quarantine which included walker diagnosis murder uh, most of touched by an angel providence no that was nbc but i still did providence um promised land early edition i did a whole cbs binge okay <laughs> for two months <laughs> Where I watched almost every single episode of all these shows because I may or may not own them on DVD. <laughs> so now I got to watch the remake just for a yeah. alone, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I liked the original for Cherie J. Wilson because I love mm -hmm. her ever since Dallas, right? Yeah. So I have to watch this one for Molly. Okay. You got to do it. She's also a writer and producer. And... One of the things that she's credited for in that field is something called Garage Sale, and it appears to be an anthology. So we should check that out, too. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving right along, Patty Toy plays Karen. She had a moment. She had a moment in the mm -hmm. 90s and 2000s with um, Chicago Hope, Mad About You. Then uh, in the... In late 80s, she did Freddy's Nightmares. Mm -hmm. She did Speed. She did ER. Um, recently, she did Hot in Cleveland and Saving My Baby, which I haven't seen, Saving My Baby, but mm -hmm. it sounds fun. But I really liked her in this role. I liked that she's like, like we mentioned, she knows that something's up. She's just trying to keep him under control. She is. She does know, though. She does know she, something's going on. Oh, she knows. She's trying to save his ass, and he's not having it. Nope. I will say I like there's a scene where, like, um, Molly looks at her, where she's, like, dropping <laughs> like flowers, and they look at each other, and they know. And it's, like, the look, like, you know what's going on here. You know, Patty. Yep. And Patty's Come like, on. maybe. And she's like, No. <laughs> was was that the scene where Molly said, um, yeah, right, and I can make flames shoot out of my ass? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> you just described it and I knew. Yeah. Okay. Um, Candy, played by Jan Hogue. Uh, she did Ed Gein. Oh. And... Christmas with the Cranks, which is one of my favorite non-horror Christmas movies, by the That's way. It's very cute. 
Mm -hmm. Recently, she did Scream Queens, Baskets, and Three from Hell. Still haven't seen Three from Hell, but I got to. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. Mm -hmm. But I loved her. She's just so kooky and cute. She is. Mm -hmm. She's like, go on, kid. It's fine. Just walk, <laughs> through the, walk through the hallway. Last door on the left. She, like, idolizes Dr. Feinstone, too. Mm -hmm. Like, She thinks he's great. Yes, he's her hero. It's so crazy. And she looks, looks up at him like she's he's an idol. She just adores this man so much. And it's not even like in a in a, a creepy like stop. I'm in love way. with you. It's yeah, not no. in an I love you way. It's a I think you're so great. You're doing God's work kind of way. Yep. Right? Twisted. Yeah. Twisted. <laughs> Twisted for sure. Okay, Virginia King uh, plays Sarah, our girl Virginia. Uh, we talked about her when we talked about the movie Ticks, but let's talk about her again because she deserves it. She did um, also Promised Land and Early Edition. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that Early Edition episode was before Billy came on, our man Billy. So they're like, wouldn't it be fun if they did a scene together, right? <laughs> That would be so cool. Yeah. She also did the show Clueless. Did you ever mm -hmm. watch the show? I did. <laughs> I love the show. It was so fun. Yeah. Oh, Twilight Zone. Tales from the Dark Side when she was just a little thing. That's something else I binged during quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was the Lorna Luft episode that she did. And I just, I love this girl so much. And hopefully if things work out we're going to get to interview her for the show which is so awesome she's been in some like her career like the mm -hmm. movies she's been in have been really fun and interesting um mm -hmm. ones that i know of at least and i love her so much in this movie like i also just like i i understand her character a lot she just wants her braces off like oh, she's yes She's so excited to get her braces off. And I'm like, girl, I feel you. Like, yes. years of not being able to eat, like, popcorn or, like, corn on the cob or gum. Like, I always Yep. Anything. <laughs> anything that's good. Um, apples. You can't bite into an apple. Nope. You know? That's nope. not going to happen. Anything so. that requires the front teeth, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. So I no. totally, I totally identify with her just wanting to get her braces off. And um, <laughs> oh, and then she know her, I know. Yeah, her pleading with him at the end is like so brilliant and hilarious <laughs> and awesome. Uh, <laughs> I just love her. She's so great. So smart because she's thinking, okay, how do I get out of this? My life is in danger. Mm -hmm. This dude is whack. What do I say to a dentist to make him like me? <laughs> I'll brush my teeth. I swear I'll brush my teeth. I swear. Three times a day. Yeah. No candy. No candy. And it works for a second. Like, he's like... He cries. Oh. Dad, he cried. He had a tear. He had a tear coming down his eyes. But then... Okay, so... Was that a cry or was that sweat? Because I also saw something coming down his nose. Like, it was from, both. It was from both. the brow. He was, just, <laughs> he was just like perspiring everywhere. Like, I mean, from his face, from his eyes. Like, it was, it was an emotional moment for a dentist. <laughs> Saying that this young thing will brush three times a day and naughty candy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, okay. So 
as some of you know, some of you don't, I went through a three-year braces journey just, just, just two years ago. One year ago, I got oh. them taken off, and it was full of pain and infections and and teeth Bra pulling. Braces suck. And so many complications. And I said to mm. myself, when this is done, I better have the smile of a movie star. And she does, folks. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it was to the point where the teeth were good enough, but they weren't perfect. And I had to sign a waiver saying, I know they're not perfect. Take these goddamn oh. things off. And I'm really glad I did because I took them off in late January of 2020. Congrats. And then in March, everything got shut down. Oh, my God. You, Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and all the dentist offices were closed for months and months and months. I would have been going bonkers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep. yep. <laughs> A new terror just filled my heart. Just like <laughs> thinking about this scenario of having braces, but then you can't get them taken off because there's a fucking pandemic. Yeah. So take that, Sarah. <laughs> I, I almost was in a bad situation, too. But yeah. So yeah, she had hers for two years and one day. Lucky bitch. I know. <laughs> I had three years. And oh, golly. And honestly, I'm a bad girl. I should have gone back to the dentist at least three times for a follow up for a retainer follow up. But because everything shut down, my appointment kept getting canceled and rescheduled and canceled and rescheduled. And at month six, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't been back. And it's been a, almost a year and a half. And <laughs> luck luckily, they haven't shifted too terribly much. But but yeah, I was, I'm a bad bad orthodontia patient i should have been back many more times since i've had them taken off and they haven't seen me since girl i mean <laughs> i've been i've been avoiding that stuff since i got them taken off when i was but a child i was in middle school when i had them a great time to have braces on top of everything else <laughs> let me tell you um but yeah i did really bad with my retainer and then i had wisdom teeth that came in yep. i mean honestly one of the last times i went to the dentist the first thing he asked me was have you been punched in the face <laughs> <laughs> not something you want to hear from your dentist because my teeth are jacked up on the bottom row and i'm like no 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 <laughs> he really said that yes that was the first thing so that is not a good thing to hear from the dentist so, so you're like fucking rude yeah <laughs> so yes mm. i i understand the pain of her braces i understand dr feinstead never would have said that he would have never said that never would have said that he would have given you a lecture but he never would have said that. Would have given me a lecture for sure. Oh, yeah. He would have. Just like you <laughs> gave that neighbor a lecture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Sarah is probably my favorite character just because I relate to her as an adult. Sarah was a teenager, but I felt this just last year. Oh. So I get it. I get it, girl. I get it. Um, I didn't have a party like she was planning. But I was very much like, the party's in my mouth, and I'm happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving right along. Earl Bone plays Mr. Goldblum. He's another one of our veteran actors, guys. Oh, He's yeah. done so many things, including L.A. Law with Corbin. 
um, many, many, many voiceovers, um, as well as Tales from the Crypt. In mm -hmm. season two, he did the the uh, the Demi Moore episode um, called Dead Right. I love oh, that episode. Me so too. Good. I just rewatched that actually. <laughs> Right? That's such a good episode. I mean, everyone in that episode is great. And then First and Ten, we know I love that show. Silver Spoons and Nine to Five, great movie. His character, let's talk about this character. Okay, so we know that I am a musical theater dork, right? Mm -hmm. His character reminded me so much of the Bill Murray character in Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> because he was just like, yeah, let's go. And just like he was, he was like, yeah, let's go. And what was it he said? Um, I don't think I wrote it down, but he said something along the lines of, because yeah, he was blackmailing mm -hmm. Dr. Finestone. For dental work. For dental work. He, he wanted <laughs> dental work done. Dental expensive. Fuck yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> but he's like, you're in a lot of trouble, so you need to do a good job on me. Like, <laughs> what? A ballsy move, a very ballsy move to be like, I'm going to blackmail you for dental work. Now get in my mouth and do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? I'm sorry, that my mind just went somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so as I was saying, veteran actor, 270 roles, yes. amazing, amazing, amazing artist. Love this guy. And I loved his character because, again, really funny just to think that not blackmailing for money or anything like that. I need my mouth fixed, which is honestly a very like rational and reasonable request. I mean, you see, you know, that you have some leverage there and you're mm -hmm. like, hey, I really need this dental work done. It's going to cost like thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. We can settle this all right now. Mm hmm. Right. So I'm 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 kind of on his side on that one. Like, OK, I'll keep you out of trouble and you can fix my teeth. Thank you. Yeah, I will say though, I would never threaten a dentist. I would no. never, I would never threaten a dentist. Um, Definitely not, not, not after this movie. No, 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 nope, nope. All right. Um, Krista Souls plays April Rain. The only thing I've seen her in is California Dreams and Nine Hundred Two One Zero. I don't know anything else. Yeah, I've, I haven't really seen her in anything else. But I loved her. She's so cute. She's so cute. Like I said, mm -hmm. I love her very, like, Marilyn Monroe, Black mm -hmm. Dahlia kind of, mm -hmm. like, look. I really mm -hmm. liked it. No, she's very glam. It's so mm -hmm. great. Uh, okay. Baby Ruffalo. <laughs> Baby Ruffalo. I love Mark Ruffalo. I have such a little crush on him. I just You're think not so the only one. 
he is so cute. I love Mark Ruffalo. So yeah, seeing him as like baby Ruffalo and then the moment where he like goes back in that office and he's like, you're a pervert and like yeah. hits him right over. I'm like, yeah, yeah, get him. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I want him to be my manager slash boyfriend in this no movie. Kidding. <laughs> no, you know what? Good for him because April's situation was by far the most creepy and horrifying yeah definitely right and luckily she got out without getting hurt or emotionally scarred except for that but yeah thank god baby ruffalo was there <laughs> thank god for baby ruffalo <laughs> oh yeah and i'm in his fresh face uh -oh. oh yeah Baby Ruffalo, such a good actor. His first name's Baby now. <laughs> I know, Baby. <laughs> He's had a uh, much success with the Avengers and the Hulk, but oh, yeah. I, I love him so very much in um, Shutter Island. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Spotlight, uh, Spotlight, uh, Zodiac. Mm -hmm. Very Three. good movie. Very long, but very good. It was really good. 13 going on 30 is, like, so cute. I made Henry watch that with me. And <laughs> he was kicking and screaming, but, like, 20 minutes into it, he was into it. Of course! You know, it's something... I could see him, like, bracing against it to start, but, like, it yep. totally wins you over. Come it's on. It's a fun movie. I mean, and I'm like, it has your girl in it. So, it has my mm -hmm. guy, it has your girl, so there you go. Yep. Yeah. Um, collateral. Did I say Collateral yet? I love Collateral. Mm -hmm. And Chicago 10. Good movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Awesome. And when I saw this for the first time, I didn't know who this guy was, really. But so I guess I could say I've been a fan since The Dentist, right? Aw, yeah. Yeah, because I saw it in the late 90s. So I'm not really sure if I'd seen him before that. Yeah. He also wasn't a main character um, in in this movie, but I liked his role in um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm -hmm. um, I love him in that. So, I mean, he doesn't have a huge role, but I was I was hoping you were going to touch that one, too, because that's one of my favorite movies. So I um, <sighs> love him in that, and I thought he did a good job for I love him in everything. I love that movie too. I love Gondry. Like, so I love like, oh, I love that movie. And he's great in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All righty. Joanne Barron plays Mrs. Saunders. She did Drag Me to Hell. I love Drag Me to Hell. I love Drag Me to Hell. I also love Real Genius from the 80s. Not seen that. Oh, girl, it's funny. Um, Val Kilmer. Oh, yay. Yep. Jesse's giving a nod of approval. Yep. Yep. So good. <laughs> Def and Deborah Foreman's in it from April Fool's Day. Oh. So, I mean, you got to see it. It's so good. You will definitely laugh your ass off. She also did Valley Girl uh -huh. and The Twilight Zone, Universal Soldier, and recently This Is Us. So she is oh. still doing her thing, you know? Loved her. Loved her. Yeah, yeah. Now let's see here. Christopher Kreza plays Mr. Schaefer, and 
Have you seen I Madman? No. Oh, you gotta see I Madman. It, she wasn't, or sorry, he was in that, but, and also Shocker. But I Madman is another one of my childhood favorites. It's about a book that comes to life. Like as you're reading it, things are happening. Oh, I love that so much. That's it's what I like so to imagine good. is happening when I'm reading a book. So I need to watch this. <laughs> you are going to love it so much. I promise you this. It's it's not as well known. It's really not as well known as, as some of the other movies that we talk about. But if you guys know I Madman, please hit me up so we can have some talk. We can be best friends. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, Sal... Um, Escuso plays Matthew Ziegler. He did Pinocchio's Revenge, which we just talked about when we did all of our uh, butchboard things. Mm -hmm. And 90210 and Spaceballs. But that's really all I'd seen him in. Yeah. The um, director of this film has a little cameo at the end mm -hmm. where he's in attendant. That was fun. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Uh, there's one actor in this and his character name is you can relate to this girl nervous patient oh yeah that's me that's you his name is <laughs> michael rogers and the dentist was his first role but he was also in american dreams and we know how much i love american dreams with our man oh. peter this we do know this mm -hmm. we know mm -hmm. <laughs> So that's pretty much all I got for the cast. Do you have anything you want to add? No, I think you covered it. But um, I really like the cast in this movie is really fun. Such a good cast. Love really cast. fun. Yeah, really fun. They all worked well together. I loved the characters in this movie. I that obviously has partly to do with how they were written, but actors bring a lot to that. So I love them all. I do. Yeah. Especially Nervous Patient. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's talk about prop we would like to own. That's right. No other props. Not a single other prop. So this one was actually kind of hard for me. Like, okay, because I think it's because I am scared of the dentist. So where <laughs> you want nothing. I want nothing of that office. I don't want any dentist chair. I don't want any dentist tools. I don't want any dentisted faces. Um, <laughs> usually I would. Usually I would want, like, I. you would think that I'd say, I want that grinded down tooth. That's what I want. But I don't want it because it's scary <laughs> to me. So I'm just going to go with... Um, Something that baby Ruffalo touched. Um, so I want it. And the business is, card? Yes, the Lander's Talent Management card. I will just like, you know, put that in a frame with a picture of baby Mark Ruffalo and call it a day. And hopefully get it signed so one day. Yes, yes. But that's yeah. what I want. So I had such a hard time finding a prop I want from this movie Same. that I wrote nothing down. I meant to and I never did. I just wrote it, left it blank, said, I'll come back to it, and I never did. So I'm going off of memory here of things I was thinking I might want. One, I want Virginia's jeans. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. That right. piece of wardrobe was awesome. It but is. she's so much thinner than I am. They wouldn't fit me. I'm too fat. So, but if mm -hmm. I could fit into them, I would want those jeans. Um, I would love to have the 
torture device that Mr. Goldblum had in his mouth. Mm-mm. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'll take that and I'll nope. put it in the shadow box. Nope, nope. No. Mm-mm. But I really <laughs> do love your idea of the business card because I collect things like books and mm-hmm. pictures and from movies, like pictures from movies, books from movies, things like that. So that would be a fun little piece to have and hopefully get autographed one day. Yeah, I love like text-based kind of props. Mm-hmm. So like books or letters mm-hmm. or notices, mm-hmm. eviction notices. Like, <laughs> you know, I think that was in Havenhurst that we yeah. saw. Okay. Um, yep. So yeah, the talent card stuck out to me. The business card stuck out to me right away. And Baby Mark, baby Ruffalo had it in his hand. <laughs> and I would like to put it in his hand now and have him sign it and have him put it back in my hand. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> Yes, maybe uh, a girl can dream. I don't know. Does he do the Comic Con circuit? I'm not I, sure. I, I, he has to, right? With all the Avengers stuff, I imagine that would be a right. Yeah. Well, girl, we might just have to have something made. Yeah. And go to a Comic Con only for this, and I, then go back Mark, to our nice little horror cons. Yep, Mark Ruffalo. Wherever your next live appearance is going to be at, I will find you. Oh, that's not creepy at all. I mean that in the sweetest way possible. I just want you to sign my business card. Because <laughs> we could so easily have that card made. Oh, yeah. You know, we could just have that made. So. There's like a great like shot of it, just the card. So yep. I didn't write it all down, but it's Lander's Talent Management. Yep, yep, yep. That's a really good idea, though. I like it. I like your idea better than mine. But I was like, I was just looking at my notes here. One great big blank space. And I'm like panic thinking over here. What do I want? What do I want? What was I thinking about? <laughs> the business card is literally the only prop I wrote down. There was a wind <laughs> chime I liked, but that didn't have any, you know, it was just like a wind chime in the background of some house. Just a regular old wind chime. Huh? Yeah. So that's all I wrote down. <laughs> okay. It is time to talk some special effects. Pew, pew. Okay, so Michael Burnett did effects. You know what else he did? What else? Passions. Oh, I know. We're shows over. All right, we talked about passions. <laughs> all roads always lead back to passions. Yeah, always. Don't you know? <laughs> always. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's see. Christopher Allen Nelson also did some effects, and he has done Halloween 2018, American Horror Story, Hostel, Warlock Part 2, and Night of the Demons Part 2. Okay. Uh, I wrote, (laughs) oh, God, those mouth effects, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They were so stressful. (laughs) The sound of the teeth chipping, that's a sound effect, I don't care, is very effective. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The sound effects were so intense. Oh, they were bad and they were good. But I, Henry had to turn away. Like, he, he's like, nope. He literally said nope and rolled over and, like, covered his head with the blanket and went to sleep. Nope. He's my spirit animal in this when it comes to watching this movie. I had to, like, hold my eyes open and watch. Like, no, I got to watch it. I can't close my eyes. I got to watch this. But, man, the sound effects to me were, like, brilliant in this movie. But... Oh, they were like bad. They were like good, bad. Yep. They were rough. The sound of that tooth that he was just like grinding down and there's all these flakes of tooth like, Mm -hmm. oh, or like the little boy, the blood that just like, like, because he 
stabs him. Uh, right. And doesn't even, like, know. It's just so rude, first of all. But, yeah, so the effects are great. Um, they're very effective, no pun intended. It was just, like, ugh, as you know. I wish there would have been a scene, like, where they were taking off Sarah's braces. I know. That would have gotten to me because, I mean, okay, so I know it's been 25 years. So technology is different and it's not the same. So when they took mine off, mine were the white porcelain kind. Oh. And they were just chipping away at them. And it hurt. <laughs> and so if I had a scene in this movie where they were chipping away at the braces to get them off, that would have really gotten to me like that got to you. Oh, man, that would have been upsetting. But I was kind of, you know, as upsetting. I'm not as... traumatized at all, just so you know. Not at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, uh, like, I actually do wish there was a little bit more, like, tooth-related torture and, like, mayhem in this. Like, I... <laughs> Even though it, like, really freaked me out, like, I, I would have loved to see just a little bit more of it, like, because yeah. there's so many horrible things that can happen in a dentist chair. Yeah, and you're so vulnerable. That's the you're thing. totally vulnerable. You're completely vulnerable. You're you're stuck there. Sometimes with your mouth open, like, pride, uh, pride like you open, like, with your situation. Yeah, I know. I was just stuck. I ugh. So many horrible things can happen in a dentist chair. They do on a daily basis. <laughs> that is a place where terror happens every single day of the week. This is true. Hey, I have some fun facts for special effects, which I'll throw in now instead of later since we're talking about them. Okay. Okay. So, one, the dead dog was actually a dead stuffed goat. And they turned the head so that the horns were not visible and put on some fake blood because this was the first day of shooting and they couldn't find a dead dog lookalike. All right. Dead goat head twisted so that the yes. uh, like horns don't show. That's a good yes. second. Very important option. to say dead stuffed goat. So yes. it's not like it went and killed a goat. It was already like that. Right. That's important. Very. Taxidermied goat. Okay. Why? I don't know. But okay. Um, there was only one oversized mouth available for the movie, so they changed out the teeth for the different characters. Oh, wow. And I'm going to say this, like I like to say, this came from the internet. If it's not true, I am sorry. There was no money to hire a storyboard artist, so the director had to make the storyboards for this movie. Wow. I'd right? love to see them. Yeah. Um, for effects, let's see here. Sam Greenmum provided the rotted teeth for a couple of the fantasy sequences, as well as the severed tongue. Ken Rex handcrafted all of the oversized props and oh. the um, jawbreaker device for Goldblum. Mm. Goldblum? Yeah, Goldblum. Mm -hmm. um, that's for music. Anthony Farinate worked in special effects, as did Kevin Yeager, who was a natural for an oversized mouth because of, you know, Crypt Keeper and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
We know I love me some Kevin Yeager because my Chucky love. Yes. So, but while he was not on set for the effects, the, the effects were all done by Mitch Kuglin, who worked in Kevin's um, workshop. Nice. Yeah, and that's all I got for the effects talk. But yeah, this just so good because it's so, so rough. It's so difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even mm-hmm. my husband had to turn away and say, nope. My husband, by the way, who hasn't had next to no dental trauma, the toughest thing he's had to go through at the dentist was a deep cleaning, which was which was tough because it was very uncomfortable for him, but he's never had a cavity. Oh, wow. I don't think he's had to have a tooth pulled. Wow. So he's never had to have any dental trauma like you and I. <laughs> well... Nothing yeah, is so, that must nothing, be nice. <laughs> yeah, not even a cavity. Fifty years old, not even a cavity. Wow, uh, you know, round of applause, round yes. of applause for Henry. That's amazing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, when I come back from the dentist with whatever I had to have done, whether it was a filling or a root canal or the braces, I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm going through right now. You don't know what happened. It was bad and it hurts now. And yeah, I mean, I mean, he's so lucky. He has straight teeth and he doesn't has never had braces. Ugh, I hate him. He better be he better be fucking smiling every chance that he gets because <laughs> if I had straight nice teeth, oh man, I would show my bottom row. I would show my bottom row. <laughs> I don't show my bottom row. <laughs> okay. Anything else to add, Missy? Uh, special effects. The mouth stuff freaked me out. Mm, it but it, yeah, it good job. Good job to everybody involved. Yeah. Okay. It is my favorite segment of the show. It is time for Epic Lines. Dun, dun, dun. This is going to be totally yeah. epic. Totally epic. Okay. I don't even know what... No, I do know what I'm going to pick. Okay, I know what I'm going to pick. Can I go? Can I go first? You go first. Okay. Okay. Normally, I let you go first because I have so many options, but I know this is... Just now, it hit me. This is definitely it. It comes from our girl, Sarah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she says, I remember my first time at the dentist. I bit him. (laughs) And then Candy, Candy, right? Character mm-hmm. Candy goes, oh, we charge extra for that. This is Sanders. It's okay, Jody. We're going to go home. They're okay. I remember my first time at the dentist. You bit them. Oh, we charge extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that line, too, a lot. <laughs> I think I turned that into a meme a long time ago. I'm pretty sure I did because I bring it back. It. Bring it back. I gotta find it. I have a whole folder on Facebook that's like quotes, movie quotes mm-hmm. of things I've made like that. So it's probably stuck in there somewhere. Um, yeah. So that's my most epic line. I do have an honorable mention, but I'll let you go first. Okay. So I'll start with my honorable mention. It's um, it's Detective Kin. I can't think of his character's name, um, but um, it's him. And he says to the dentist, you know, dentist, that's a little like a cop, a necessary evil. <laughs> Here's my card. 
Give me a call. Do either of you own a firearm? No. You're a dentist, right? Yes. It's a little like a cop. A necessary evil. Because I feel that. Like, Definitely. so much. Um, but my favorite my favorite line um, just because I identify with it so much it actually comes from like I think the wife's friend when he's like saying you should really schedule another appointment with the dentist soon and um, she just ends it with saying oh god I hate dentists and I feel that so much you really should schedule a time check up Oh, God, I hate dentists. <laughs> yeah, but we've got that filling to redo. It's only getting worse. Well, I guess I should. The office will call that. <laughs> yeah, that's totally me. I just, oh, my God, like, I hate dentists. Great. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've got to now. Yep. Okay. My honorable mention, I have two. Okay. And the first one comes from uh, Jessica, where she was just like, they're just dropping like flies. We'll get you for some fresh air, baby. You'll be all right. They're dropping like flies. <laughs> and baby Ruffalo. I know. My baby Ruffalo. <laughs> But my first runner-up, my my second favorite, is um, coming from our dentist man, where he is talking to his one of the girls. I forgot which one. I think it was it wasn't Jessica, the other one. Uh huh. Anyway, she says, "I'm sorry, doctor. I thought you were busy." And then he says. All the time. DK is always busy, so we're always busy. <laughs> well, Karen, who do we have here? Uh, um, this is April Rain. I'm sorry, Doctor, I thought you were busy. All the time. DK is always busy, so we're always busy. How's the patient? Karen, that's her name. Oh, I love when he like throws in some stuff about Kay where he's like being I love when he's really being a dentist. Like when you can tell he's really upset by the thought of like decay and plaque and stuff. I love those moments. And he's so upset by people's the crooked teeth, people's bad teeth. It Mm -hmm. it makes him physically ill. Yes. (laughs) That people don't take this seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, it's part of the the charm of this movie. It's so good. Because I imagine that's how dentists are, you know? I mean, obviously, my idea of dentists is skewed by my fear, my total fear of them. <laughs> but um, I imagine that these are the kind of thoughts that they have, you know, that keep them up at night. Or they're like, <laughs> ah, people don't floss enough. <laughs> How dare they? It's inexpensive and there's options, but they're like, people don't floss enough. I am guilty. I'm guilty too. I'm guilty too. I'm trying to get better. I never floss. I never floss. But I brush obsessively. I brush obsessively too. Obsessively. After every meal, every snack, 
it's brush time. And that's probably why I don't have very many cavities anymore. Because I took terrible care of my teeth when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I had basically every single tooth filled. Like if you look at my x-rays, it's all, and they're all white fillings. So you can't tell, but you can tell they're all filled. And that all happened before I was like 12 years old. Mm. So now my only cavities are when like a filling comes loose. Right. got to take it off and hopefully it's not a root canal and they got to fix yeah. it. So I, when I became a preteen, I became obsessive about brushing my teeth and I just brush, 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 brush. After every meal I eat, it's a brush time. So, and then, so I was already in that habit when I got the braces, which was great because it wasn't that much of an inconvenience then to have to have to brush after every meal then. Yep. Because I was already doing that. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, I even, yes, guys, I even brush my teeth at work. I just, I have my toothbrush with me, my little, little travel brush, and I go in there and brush my teeth. And I'm going to go back to The Shining. In a special features on The Shining, Jack Nicholson was brushing his teeth after lunch one day. And I think the people making the documentary said, why are you doing that? He's like, it's hard enough to come to work without having to work across from someone with cutlets in their teeth. <laughs> so it's like a courtesy to the people you're working with, really. <laughs> I remember once I went on a date with this guy oh, and I was, I was smiling, big smile, having a good time. I thought things were going great. I felt the vibe. It felt good. I felt good about myself. I leave that restaurant. It was across. We went to a cafe that was across from the apartment I lived in. So you know, we depart ways, and I go into my apartment. You know, wow, oh, I feel good that way. Well, look at me. And then I like go into the bathroom. I look in the mirror. I have the hugest piece of spinach just like in my front teeth. No, like, you I'm, didn't. I'm face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't even say anything. And it must have been there for pretty much the whole time because we like sat after we ate our food for a while and like talked and he just didn't even say a word oh see this is when it would be good for you to go and brushy brushy <laughs> right right if only i knew if only i knew i was smiling big the whole time too oh dear <laughs> did you ever see him again uh, uh mm, probably not maybe like <laughs> yeah i feel like that didn't pan out you don't even remember, so that's I don't not even good. remember. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't pan out. Oh dear. Okay, moving right along to <laughs> cinematography. Okay. So let's see here. Levi Isaacs did the cinematography. He also did Tales from the Crypt, uh, in season three, five and six. He did Leprechaun. Hello. He did Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Gen, which we spoke about, and Children of the Corn Part 2. Love all these movies and shows. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Okay. All those mouth angles, though. Like, that was nuts. Like, mm -hmm. I love them. Again, really reminded me of Little Shop of Horrors during the dentist song. I love the Dennis song, too. It was playing through my head a couple times when I watched this. And I talked to you about this. I texted you. I said, yep. okay, we have to talk some little shop during this. Because after I watched The Dentist, immediately after, I put in Little Shop. Oh, 
vinyl i should have played i should have played the soundtrack oh girl yeah. yeah i just have it on cd and it's so good it's so good that's all i got it's just so good i love little shop and the dentist Ew. character is awful and amazing and amazing you know he's almost as awful as this dentist, maybe even worse, though, because this dentist really felt that he had the patient's best interest at hand, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas Little Shop Dentist was like, I'm going to make you feel pain and it's going to be fun for me. It's going to be great for me. <laughs> and you had it coming. So, yeah, I would say that dentist actually was actually worse than Dr. Feinstone because Dr. Feinstone just just snapped. Poor guy. You know, I mean, he saw things, you know, mm -hmm. he saw things. Speaking of cinematography, too, I really like the scene where he's peeking through the blinds mm -hmm. and he's like watching his wife in the pool, pool guy. I really like that scene. Yeah, I really loved his daydreams. Like they were all sort of kind of distorted a little bit. And the longer the movie went on, the more distorted they got. Mm hmm. So I love it's, that that happened. It's a process going berserk. So there's <laughs> there's steps. It doesn't, you know, it there's yeah, steps. It 48 hours, 48 hours to full berserkness. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. It didn't even all happen in one day. It happened overnight and the next day. Yeah. So this was this was a rampage that happened over 48 hours. I love the shot. I said it earlier when Jessica's body falls onto Sarah. I thought it was a really great shot. Really beautiful. Uh, Sarah was a good girl and didn't make any noise, which is great. Oh, yeah. She did good. And I loved. This is probably one of my most favorite cinemata cinematic um, moments in the film. And that is the opening credits. <laughs> where he, like, is basically conducting his own opera with invisible dentist appliances because I, we yep. don't know it, but he's already like in the loony bin. Yep. Right. I read that down too. I love like the, the hands in the mm -hmm. beginning where he's like doing dental things with his hands. Such great hands. And it's like almost ballet mm -hmm. with, with his hands and, or like I said, conducting, cause he had a thing for opera. So he was like conducting his own little opus. Right. Mm hmm. But, yeah, that was, I think that's my favorite shot visually in the entire movie is the credits. I really like that too. Um, I will also say I loved the kind of like pink hallway. Um, mm -hmm. Like there, there's a couple really good shots in the hallway. There's a shot where it kind of like stretches, like the hallway kind of stretches longer. Mm -hmm. And I, I always like that. You know me in hallways. Like a good growing hallway. <laughs> I do. And it was pink, so I mean, <laughs> there you go. If it wasn't a dentist office, I'd love it. I'd I love to be in that hallway. But I don't really like that shade of pink. It's kind of look for me. It it is kind of like a medicine like kind of shade yeah. of pink. You know what the pink was? It was the same pink they used in Candyman when oh. that, that mm -hmm. home wrecking bitch was painting the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> home home wrecker pink. Yeah. Home wrecker pink. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name. <laughs> Some people would say Pepto Bismol Pink. No, it's Home Record Pink. Pink. This is why. 
<laughs> I mean, to be fair, you know, that husband was really bad. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was like that kind of pink. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Because of I that movie. I think that's it. <laughs> but yeah, it's not my favorite shade of pink at all. I love all sorts of pinks, but that one is not my jam. Um, God, one more thing I thought of just now, and it just went right out of my head. Oh, well. It'll come back. Maybe it will, and maybe <laughs> it won't. But yeah, um, I love the look of this movie. That's that's basically it. So Yeah, same. Yep. Um, oh, and there's some good POVs, too. There's like oh, yeah. a split-second dog POV. I yep. mean, I always write down the dogs. I was sad to write that this one dies, but um, thankfully it was just a stuffed goat. Um, no <laughs> actual animals were harmed in the making of this movie, um, but um, I did like that there was a split-second of dog POV. Mm-hmm. Yep. All righty. Um, anything else for cinematography? Mm-mm. I really wish I could remember what I was going to say. I think it had Thank to do you. with your pink. But damn it, it's gone. <laughs> Just gonzo, man. Okay, moving right along to music. Music composed by Alan um, Haworth. And he also composed Halloween Part 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Dang. Yeah, they live. Okay, cool. He obviously had a thing with John Carpenter because mm -hmm. he also did Prince of Darkness, Christine, and Escape from New York. Wow. And I mentioned this movie once before. I don't remember. Either it was with Billy or Taylor. It's called Retribution. About mm -hmm. a guy who tries to commit suicide off of a not very tall building and fails. And then he's like haunted by these like otherworldly ghosts you know like from his near-death experience you know how oh, you cool. hear that sort of thing happening sometimes yeah. so that's what retribution was about i love retribution it was one of my very first horror movies i saw it really soon after i saw suspiria that's probably why it holds a very um dear place in my heart so yeah he did that i was so happy when i saw that because it just made me smile i have to watch it now <laughs> and did you notice a piece of music when Sarah gets her braces off? That's almost like an angel's chorus. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, we all know I felt that in my soul. Yes, totally, totally relate. Totally understand that. If I had seen this movie right before I had my braces taken off so it was fresh in my brain, I probably would have heard that in my head just yep. in that scene and just hope <laughs> that my doctor didn't go berserk on me too. Exactly. Um, and of course the opera, love the opera. It worked so well with what they did in the movie. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest note was like the opera. Um, mm -hmm. That was the biggest thing that stuck out to me about the music. And then of course, um, just, I paid more attention to the sound effects in mm -hmm. this movie than the music. Um, yep. they, they were the, the sound of the drills and the teeth grinding. It was its own orchestra of mm -hmm. terror. Mm-hmm. Sure was. Okay. How well did this movie age? Um, I mean, it definitely, it definitely, it definitely has little things that give it away as a movie yeah. that was not made yesterday. Uh, yeah. the, fa the fashion being one of them, for uh -huh. sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> for sure. Um, 
but it's not terrible. Like no. as far as as far as film quality goes, because sometimes it you see good. these movies and they're it's really grainy. Um, I'm happy to know that this movie is readily available for streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, we will both watched it on Tubi, so that's really yeah. fun that it's still out there for people. So that's good. Um, yeah, several platforms it's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure how. I'm sure it is if it's streaming, but I haven't looked for the DVD yet. Mm. Ticks was very hard to find on DVD, which I did. Um, oh. But I'm not sure about this one. I haven't really looked. I'm not sure I like this one enough to own it on DVD. Not because it's a bad movie, just because it's a difficult movie to watch. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this isn't really a repeat viewer for me. No, definitely not for me. It's been no. a while since I've since I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really watch this movie very often, maybe once every three three years, maybe. So and then to do my homework for the show, I watch it three times, so I'm good yeah. for a while. But yeah. ticks, ticks I watch at least once a year. Oh yeah. At least. So um God, the twist on this movie. No, that's not an idea. That's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the twist um i don't know i know i'm trying to think of what the twist is the twist is that he gets caught maybe you expect him to get away i don't know um she does get her braces off and it was almost does. looking like like she wouldn't maybe yes she's gonna be stuck in those braces forever that was my fear. That was one of my fears. One of my many fears through this movie <laughs> is if she is not able yeah. to get her braces off, I'm going to be so disappointed. Yeah, if she is has to be a corpse with braces, that's going to be so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the second one definitely has some twisty action going on, though. So I'm really excited for you to watch part two because it's very twisty. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, but this one not so much. But part two, they really, really, really had fun with. With Doctor Feinstein's story and and everything like that, so it's it's very twisty. We can talk twist then. Okay, fair. Okay, I'm not sure if those twists they tried to throw into part two made a lot of sense. Like yeah. they didn't really like track well with me. I'm like, how <laughs> did this actually work? But they tried, so we can talk about that next time. Yeah. Um, pacing on this one, hour and a half, in and out, my kind of movie. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we don't. It doesn't take too long to get to the first kill because I think the first is the first kill a daydream. I want to because I'm tr- I'm thinking of the beginning of the movie. Yeah, this kills think, the dog, right? The first kill, actual kill, I think was the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but he was like daydreaming about his wife at the poolside and stuff. So. Yeah, so we get to see some killing before the killing actually happens. So that's cool. Their dream kills. Yes, which is just as good as the real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So story. My road for story. Why hasn't this been done more often aside from in Little Shop? Yeah, yeah, because um, a lot of people are afraid of the dentist. It's a very real fear, and it's ripe for horror. Like, it really, really is. You could do so many things with, like, an evil dentist. Yes. So, yeah, I'm like, how come this isn't done more often? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, scary rating? What's your scary rating? 
Now, I am going to actually have to give this one like a like a and you know, I don't get scared. I'm going to no. give it like a I'm going to give it like a 5 for a scary rating, which is yeah. high for me folks because I don't usually give it a scary rating at all. And <laughs> I I just give it the 5 because I'm so afraid of the dentist. The sounds just like brought me back to the dentist office. Yeah. It's true. I'm going to go with a, a 4 maybe. Which mm -hmm. is also high for me because we're like, whatever. But yeah. just the sound of those drills and everything that we talked about previously, it's so visceral. And it's just like, Oof, ugh. If it gives you chills to this day, and we talked about this, I think, with Texas Chainsaw, yeah, maybe. If yeah. it still gives you chills, then it's good on the scary rating. Like, it's good. Yep. It, made, it literally, like, made my heart rate, like, increase. Yeah. I mean, you know what? If a movie did that to you, because movies don't do that to you, maybe it needs mm -hmm. a higher rating because movies don't affect you or me like that. It didn't they really, really give, it didn't give me a heart race, really. Um, it made me turn away from some of the geek a little it bit. Gave me a, it gave me a heart race. Gave but, me a yeah, heart race. I think, I think that maybe it's, it needs to be a higher for you then because if it affected you like that. I'll give it, I'll give it, I will give it a five and. <laughs> Three yanked teeth. Three yanked teeth. Good call. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Overall movie rating. One and to the ten, winner is the best. Oh, this is so tough. I do enjoy this movie. It's not one that I enjoy in the same way as other movies right. where I can watch them over and over again and they give me joy every time I watch them. Um but I think I'm going to give this one like a mm, – I think I'm going to give it a six and three yanked teeth. There you go. Six and three yanked teeth. You know, that's fair. Um, like you, I don't enjoy this movie as much as I enjoy other movies just because it's difficult to watch in some parts. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a five. A five and a daisy belt. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like this movie. I will watch it again. Five is actually a decent rating for me. It is. But again, it's not really a repeat viewer because it's difficult to watch. So yeah. it's not that it's a bad movie. It's a great movie, actually. It's just a hard movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have some fun facts. Just a few. Okay. Um, this is your opinion? It's a fact. <laughs> First of all, Dr. Feinstone drives a 1991 Lex LS400. <laughs> nice. Nice. I noted that because I had a childhood friend who had the exact same make and model of that car. Ooh. So as he's driving that car, I'm like, I know that car. Same color yeah. and everything. Like, same coloring, everything about it was exactly wow. the same. So I'm like, I know that car. <laughs> um, oh, I should have mentioned this in music. I'm so silly. Um, I have some music fun facts. Oh. Um, the entire score was written over one weekend. Wow. Right. And Alan, the composer, also did, like, the final mixing in the Foley. Oh. The dentist theme was also composed by him, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it was inspired by um, Richard Wagner's funeral march. 
Okay. Yeah. I could see I could see some Wagner. Va- Wagner. Right. I said that wrong. I know. Fight me. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay. So that's all for the music. Um, the real life serial killer dentist, Glennon Engelman, born 1928, died 1999, was not the inspiration for the story of this film, they say. But um, there was a serial killer dentist. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh my god! I just, I just fucked you up, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! However, Corbin Burnson did play um, Engelman in the movie Beyond Suspicion in 1993, even though this has nothing to do with this movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you're looking at it in a whole new light, huh? Oh, wow. I had no idea that that <laughs> was a thing. That was a thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Good, goodbye, nice dreams. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we meet again one day. <laughs> Director of photography Dennis Maloney was replaced by Levi Isaacs halfway through shooting because of a family emergency. So part of this movie was done by Dennis. Uh, Stuart Gordon was actually originally supposed to direct this movie um, before Brian Ugunza took over. Um, it was shot in 18 days, so a quick shoot. Wow. The whole dentist office was constructed on a set built on Front Street Studios. And that's almost it. Yep, that's it. I do have one more thing to add, which I forgot to mention earlier. And I think this is what I was trying to mention, but I forgot. I really loved, (laughs) I love the theme of the office and how every room had its own theme. Like there was the opera room and the rainforest Mm -hmm. room and the sky room. And did you notice that the assistants had to change their coat, their their smock every time they went into the new themed room? I did, and I mo- made a note about it, too, because there was one where, like, the cloak had, like, stars or clouds, mm-hmm. something yep, sky-related. Cloud. Yeah, clouds. Um, and then I'm trying to remember the other ones. I remember, like, a like a Hawaiian kind mm-hmm. of shirt coming into play. Yeah, I definitely thought that was fun. Yeah, so that, but they had to – that's so inconvenient. They had to change their smock with each room, which wh- whoever the patients was in. I know, and it's like, God, I am I am a serious dental assistant. I am not an actor. I will not do this smock changing. <laughs> I'm here to assist with dental procedures, and that's what I'm here to do. So he was trying to create a, like immersive experience with his dental office, which is a really fun idea, especially for children. It's I, just too, I guess. It's just too bad. He was such a, a terrible, terribly troubled individual <laughs> he went berserk <laughs> he went berserk <laughs> i love that i said that once in the beginning and we just keep saying it i know <laughs> <laughs> it makes me happy yeah. okay so do you have anything else to add on this movie jamie I mean, just, you know, take care of your teeth, everybody. You're going to prevent <laughs> dentist appointments. Um, but don't avoid your dentist appointment. You should go to the dentist, I guess. Just I, I guess. <laughs> take care of your teeth so that you can, like, try to avoid major dental stuff. Just, yeah. Take care of your teeth so that you can try to avoid going to a crazy dentist. <laughs> 
Yeah, and just who knows how many crazy ones there are out there. You might be you next time. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, so you know, hey, <laughs> if you're afraid of dentists, maybe watch this movie, give yourself bad dreams. And, uh, or maybe Dennis, not. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, uh, they're scary. Oh man. <laughs> so this movie is very effective in other words very very okay so it is shout out time shout out hey jesse hey summer what's up boo not too hey. much um to all you listeners um we uh this is our first time that we are doing the uh sound drops live so um that's probably why you're hearing actual reactions and you're hearing, you know, so it's a little clumsy. We haven't quite figured out our rhythms yet, but um, we're, we're trying this out. <laughs> so yeah. I think it went well. I think I so. Too. I think so. Yeah, I, I think it went very well. Cause normally Jesse goes through the recording and just plugs everything in, but this is going to be great. Cause it's going to save him a lot of time. Well, save me time. And it's more fun for me than just mm-hmm. sitting here idly the entire time. I can mm-hmm. actually interact with the show as it's happening. So yeah. That's it's yeah. Fun. Yeah. I think it went well, except for that one time I, I talked over it. Yeah. Um, I, you very know, that was the end, like very little. That was going to happen, you know, because we just haven't quite figured out the rhythms yet. I, I totally expected that. I also realized that when I'm playing the movie lines, I don't have to use the stupid bass drop because I'm playing it live. Like, I don't need yeah. to separate it. Like So so be prepared, folks, to never hear that sound again unless I absolutely need it Aww. in a sitting area. <laughs> so, but I like it. Do you like it? Okay, I'll find I'll find an appropriate I'll find an appropriate time to like drop it in because I could just be like, and that's how I feel, you know. And then it works. I you know? like that. Yeah, so, yeah. So we'll 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 work it into the rotation. No worries. Okay, good. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Jesse's our producer, and he's always working hard to make the show better and better, as you just heard. And I'm very excited about this new change. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where it goes and and whatnot. And uh, obviously, a thanks to all of you listeners out there for all of your tremendous support with uh, mm-hmm. all of your thoughts and ideas. And a reminder that we can be found wherever you can find podcasts. You can also follow us on the social medias at Facebook and Instagram at The Dolls of Horror, Twitter at Just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email and just want to say hello, maybe offer a movie suggestion, you can do so at The Dolls of Horror at Yahoo.com. And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, feel free to check out the Patreon page at patreon.com slash horror, where you can access our episodes a week in advance. And in addition, your name will be permanently entered into a regular drawing for a free Dolls of Horror t-shirt that we will announce every month during our monthly live stream. Or every calendar month, we will be drawing a name from the list of supporters where you can win a t-shirt or even be part of the live stream killer trivia duel where you can win even more Dolls of Horror merch. And if you want to check out our entire catalog and forego all of the contest hoop jumping, you can just go and follow the link right in the description. Thank you, Jesse. Also, we need to give a shout out to Mr. Daryl Hook, former guest. He just became a Patreon supporter, subscriber, supporter, whatever I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you, Daryl, so much. It really yeah. means a lot to us. And of course, John Morgan, who has been supporting us from the very, very, very beginning and always cheering us on on a weekly basis. Oh, my God, girl. Did I? I don't think I told you. John Morgan did the coolest thing for me. Huh. Okay, so he went to a convention recently with Judy Aronson from Friday the 13th, part four. Mm -hmm. Judy was also in 90210. She had a 90210 picture on her table, and she did not have that when I met her. Oh. And he, he got it, and he had her autograph it. And she said, like, something along the lines of, let's go steal a Corvette together, which is what she done did in the episode. <laughs> and it was so fun. And when I got it, it made me so happy. So Aww. thank you, John. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, John, man. Oh, I mean, it's the little things. It was so cool. It was a great surprise. And, you know, anybody who knows my 90210 fandom knows how much I love this. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Once Tori went to a convention with Shannon Doherty, and she got me a picture and had Shannon sign it. And she wrote, um, have fun at the gynecologist, which was one of her, <laughs> like, the burns to the Christina Lee's character from Child's Play. So oh my it, was, God. it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I got my friends looking out for me with my 90210 love. So, yeah, it was great. So thank you, John. And thank you, Judy, for sounding such a great picture for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, next up, we have to shout out our listeners because without them – we don't really want to keep doing this. I love the interaction exactly. with you all, and it's so great. Uh, what else do we have? Our podcast shout-outs, our boys, Wes and Kevin, over at It's a Horror Podcast. And Brian, Daryl, and Kate at the Saturday Night at the Movies podcast. You know, they're doing their thing and pumping out great episodes, and I appreciate them for doing that. Um, do you have any, Jamie? Am I forgetting somebody? I don't think so. Um, yep. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to the listeners, our podcast. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's all I have on this episode. Are we done? We're done? Okay. I, we're done. I think we're, I think we're done. Let's wrap her up. Stay tuned for next week where we're going to talk about the dentist part two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that was not Jamie, and I thought that it, it was. It wasn't me. <laughs> See, that was Jesse giving us a little a little like bonus sound bit, and it sounded like Jamie, and I looked up at her and her mouth wasn't moving. And you're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, dude, are you magic? The best the best part was that I used that earlier and I think you thought that the first time so i i didn't i didn't grab that thinking that it sounded like jamie i just grabbed it because it's a funny you know sound that a human would make and i was and then when you said i'm like oh my god it sounds exactly like jamie so yeah. that's just great on so many levels now oh, it's good. Yeah, i was looking down at my notes the first time it happened but this time i was looking at her and her mouth's not moving what the fuck and you're like wait a minute here? whoa are you frozen just magic <laughs> just magic 
<laughs> All right, guys. Let us know what you think of the dentist, and let us know what you think of the dentist part two because I'm really excited excited to talk about this one because I don't watch this one as much as I watch part one. So I'm really excited to delve into this and talk about the twists and the plot holes. It's going to be great. Yes. So until next time, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror podcast. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Get your filthy hands off her! I am very disappointed in you! Please, Mr. Feinstein! Doctor! Dr. Feinstone! I am a dentist and this is my wife! When the patient left, how she left? He did something to her. Maybe he fell out of her purse. Yeah, right, and I can make flames shoot out of my ass. Baby Ruffalo! I love Mark Ruffalo. I have such a little crush on him. I want him to be my manager slash boyfriend in this movie. kidding. I told you, she likes to fancy herself as a final girl because you don't actually see her die. Oh, she dead, though. She dead. I want nothing of that office. I don't want any dentist chair. I don't want any dentist tools. I don't want any dentisted faces. Like, I actually do wish there was a little bit more, like, tooth-related torture and, like, mayhem in this. I'm going to blackmail you for dental work. Now get in my mouth and do a good job. (laughs) I love the baby ruffalo. (laughs) 